Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, welcome. Pop that in front of your face. All right. Damn, that looks good. Let me see your board setup. Let's see. Woo! The Pokemon holographic. Dude, it's pretty sick, right? <laughs> it's crazy. It pops in the sun. <laughs> is that is that foil back? Is it something that's like heat pressed on, or how do they get that on there? I don't know. They surprised me with this graphic, actually. Or like with sick. this colorway. Yeah. But yeah, been riding nine. Do you do your trucks? What size are your trucks? These are these are the 55 aces, but they're for eight fives. Uh. Even though I ride a nine, my board's kind of tapered. Uh-huh. Like the shape I ride. So that's interesting because I just, so I ride the same trucks, but I just, I just bought the Grind Kings we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I got eight five for those because I didn't know if I wanted it the same like width as my board. I think I kind of wanted it in a little bit. I'm not pre-mowing and shit, so. It's a little bit of a debate. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I this this board primos and stands good. Mm. And so that was a deciding factor, but I tried the I tried to skate the 9 trucks and they're just like a little too big. It feels like a like a like a vert board. It feels more like Right. like definitely a different I feel like thing. I need that stability. You might like it. <laughs> yeah. I have a nine, I have a different setup with the 9 trucks. Uh. I have a 95 on it. Really? But oh, so you still always go in a little bit. Kind of, yeah. It kind of works. Especially, well, all the boards I like are like tapered, like eggy kind of. Mm -hmm. um, I do like that about the shape. But I I'd always skated an eight my whole life until like... Even back in like the seven quarter days? Like uh, up until 2021. I skated but when you were like young. Oh, I, well, oh, I, I skated seven, five initially. And then yep. I remember I was flow for Black Label. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I got and I stepped it up to a seven seven five. Okay. And then I remember I was riding seven seven five like in high school. That was feeling like an eight was eight didn't get that, popular until yeah, like two thousand nine two thousand ten. Yeah, I was. It was like I was like sophomore year when I got my first seven seven five. I see that. Yeah. But then I got an eight, mm -hmm. and I, it was like traumatic because like the eight, the seven seven five slow so, kick flips like. And they're a little bit longer too. The mm -hmm. eights get a little longer. So yeah. I was like, I'm never changing again. It was mm -hmm. too hard. And so until, until for like 10, 12 years, I just skated eights, mm -hmm. but now I'm addicted to the nines. I feel like whole. everyone, I feel like boards are getting big again. It's better. I thought it would hinder my flip tricks, but it's made it like a lot easier. But if you go back, if you hop on someone's Bam Margera element from 2005, <laughs> when you're riding a 7.5, you go to kickflip, you accidentally yeah. double kickflip that bitch. <laughs> Those things are flim, they're flopping around. They're flimsy, yeah. dude. I'll skate anyone's board that's smaller than a nine now. It feels like a little tooth. Little popsicle it's stick. It's really weird. Yeah. It's like, it's a problem. Kind of. I totally get that. I'm stuck in nine world. It forever. becomes like a roller skate when it gets thin enough. It is, yeah. Like I, I skate. Oh, I teach a lot of kids, and a lot of oh, them yeah. have like seven five boards, and yeah. they're fun to try stuff on. But they're so. Difficult. Do they do they still make? Um, is termite still a thing or no? Uh, there is. There's brands like trying. I think there's some brands emerging trying to like hit that market. Yeah. But I don't. No, termite's not a thing. It would be big right now. I feel like. Is all right. Is this my Mandela effect, or did We Man skate for termite? I think that might be a Mandela effect. <laughs> I swear that's real. Austin Gillette was on there. Do you remember Austin Gillette? I do. He was he was on the cover of the Termite video back in the day. I feel like you roof. told me that. He was all in off a roof. Uh-huh. Video's called Pest Control. 
And it, yeah, and everyone just gets kicked off when they like get a little too tall. They had it. I remember because I was kind of the age, and I was like, "Damn, it'd be a dream to get on termite." And my yeah. friend Chase was on termite, uh, back in the day. Yeah. And I think that they had like a age where like, oh yeah, you're getting kicked off at at 13 or something. It seems like such a bad business <laughs> yeah. to like to invest in the future of skateboarding and then kick them off when they get good at skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Never really thought about it, but it is. You need to have, I think, Termite to have succeeded. Sorry if it's going still. Because um, <laughs> yeah. everything comes back around. But I feel like if Termite could have done it right, I think that they would have a big brother to Termite for you to grow into. Ah, that's a, yeah. Like what's a bigger, like a, step up. Like a bigger burrowing bug. <laughs> So we got termite, and then we're gonna step it up to like, frick, I don't know. <laughs> what do we got digging in that wood? Dude, what's the stink bug? <laughs> Did you get to stink bug level? Maybe like a, uh, like a, what's like a, what are those things that that burrow in like the grass? Gopher. Ooh, we're going gopher. We're gopher's going, the next we're step going up. Gopher. I then think what's gopher. the step up after that. Fucking going wolf. wallaby. wallaby. Wolf. Coyote? Some coyote. I they dig. I, I like I am I'm into the coyote. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you could just go golfer is a good name. I think you could go you can go for a golfer. I can go for a golfer right I'm, about now. I'm seeing your vision. Hashtag go for golfer. Go for golfer. Dude, it's the future. Dude, I my friend found a termite board at Goodwill last week. Saw uh, it in a story. Cool graphics. They exist. The graphic kinda looks like my <laughs> Kind of looks like my uh, my Grimple sticks. Bro. It does kind of now. That you... <laughs> <laughs> this kind of looks like. Dude, they were ahead of the ahead yeah. Of honestly, time. that's a little bit of a termite vibe. I swear, like termite and world graphics would do great right now. Oh yeah. Oh ooh. I just met uh, I just met Jason Lee from on my birthday. Oh what really? Yeah, I Where? went to I went to his new uh, Eagle Rock uh, camera. I believe it's called. I went to his camera store and I bought a camera. Dude, that's cool. Where where's that? It's an Eagle Rock. Oh, an, I where's Eagle Rock? Where's Eagle Rock? <laughs> Los Angeles. I don't know LA. Yeah. And um and it was like I bought a Canon AE1 and it was one that he said that was his camera that he used. So he has a store in LA. Just got it. Does it does he still live in Denton? No, no. Texas is done. He sold the house in Texas. I fanned out on him without fanning out on him too hard. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, like, you know, I I I, I think I brought up that when me and Yessie were on the road in 2019, he was doing, uh, he had a show, like an art show for his photography in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we missed it by a day. We went to Tulsa. We got there on a Sunday, and, the, and I think that the um, museum was closed on Sundays, okay. and we were only there for that day, and then we went to Oklahoma City. So I mentioned, I was like, oh, yeah, I missed your, your gallery showing in Tulsa back in 2019. And then he's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. And I was like, yeah, we lived in Texas at that time still. He's like, yeah. Then I brought some skateboarding reference. I kept it cool. I played it real cool. But I was shaking. I was fucking, I was nervous. It's hard to. I, I yeah. met Rodney Mullen once. Similar That's experience. a big deal. I was like, didn't know. I would definitely just. He's a creature of the night. I just fanned out fully. It was at a Zoomies event. That makes sense. <laughs> I was like, where do you even meet Rodney Mullen? I feel like he's such an elusive creature. Yeah, it was like, there's, Zoomies does this. 100k party mm. so everyone that sells a hundred thousand dollars worth of gear mm -hmm. at the shop gets to go to this big party is that like their their pink couch tour is that what it was called back in the day do you remember that the orange couch oh wrong color <laughs> <laughs> so the tour the the the, the, the 100k 100k thing. party yeah, yeah. It was, it's so they like fly everyone out and then they 
flag pros and like some celebs. Mm -hmm. Dennis Rodman was there. What was he doing there? I don't know. He was just partying. Just promoting North Korea openly? Like I was partying uh, with Rodney Mullen and Uh then I ended up hanging out with that. Have you ever seen that alien little mayo? It's like a oh that Instagram that's funny yeah I, yeah, 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 I was, I've seen that. yeah I like shot a photo blacked out in the ground in the middle of the party with that alien did you get to meet Big Mayo I don't remember <laughs> I did meet that person but I don't remember who the, like, <laughs> who I was talking to yeah. uh, my Jimmy Carlin he sat on Dennis Rodman's lap just in the middle of the party for no reason Dennis Rodman was pretty cool about it yeah uh, so that was cool. Uh, I ended up just at like an ice sculpture taking shots with the singer Trash Talk. Damn, Lee. Like, such Very a, cool. Such an interesting squad of people there. Mm. But I just hung out with him for the rest of the night. But, That's tight. And it was freezing out. Mm. Never hung out. Never partied with an ice sculpture. It was cool. So what is it? I think you told me about this event. Last time I tattooed you, I think it came up that you were going to do it or you went and did it and it was a good time or something. Yeah, it's fun. It's kind yeah. of just like a lot. <laughs> Sounds sick. It's fun if you, if you want to go party. Yeah. In the mountains. It's freezing. I went... Mail cut this out. But I went to Zoomies <laughs> recently and Zoomies fucking sucked. <laughs> like, there's still skateboards in there and there was brands I didn't recognize and I felt old. Ah. But it's always been a mall shop. It's just that. You know, I just I just hung out with like a bunch of people that own like Zoomies and they're yeah. all really Oh I'm sure. They're really they were really cool. I like yeah. I had never uh met them or really like been intimate with them. It's always like just some like disconnected Zoomies event. Right. But the people that run Zoomies are actually like Oh, I bet. Actually, awesome people. Yeah. Uh, they do get a bad rap, but I get they're doing they're doing kind of. They're just successful. That's yeah. all it is. They're guilty of being successful with the way do. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like hot topic only selling what the hot topic is currently. Yeah, you know everyone. They can't help that no one wants to buy the new Cold Chamber album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's buying the metal pinky ring with the hinges that makes your pinky pointy anymore <laughs> dude <laughs> those are hot i want to know what happens to all those those rusty gates with the epoxy bugs in them like some someone's got They're those somewhere dude there's a lot of like some like, like oddities person yeah just lined with the old there's just one house in new hampshire and they have <laughs> they somehow got all of them and the gate around their house is just spooky as hell <laughs> The Gothis house. Yeah. <laughs> they just, it was like they won it on Storage Wars. It's like Goth in 2004. Yeah. You see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mall Goth. Mall Goth. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing. For sure. <laughs> um, so were you, are you originally from Orange County or from Corona? I was born in Anaheim. Okay. And uh, my parents have been divorced. Uh-huh. So I've always like bopped around. Uh-huh. So I was, uh, I was in Orange County for until fourth grade and then my mom moved to uh dude to corona our stories like coincide so much so like i i'm from riverside but i moved to corona from third grade to like basically right before sixth grade okay and then we grew up and it seems like the same exact area knowing the same exact people but not knowing each other That's so weird what year were you born uh 89 i was 90 what's You're your okay. birthday july 27th okay december 18th so yeah, you were like, I'm trying to think of like, not far off. Dude, we definitely had to like be in the same. That's what I think about. So I feel like I feel like you're my best friend from a different lifetime that I'm not aware of. Yeah, <laughs> every conversation we have, you're like, oh yeah, me too. I did that too. Yeah, we oh, have, I hung out there too. Yeah, we have a lot of the same memories in the same places. Like you might have been 
I might've been like hanging out here and you might've been hanging out right there at the same place at the same time. Definitely a lot of shows. I bet we were. Yeah. Just, I, we could go through the list. Go through well, we went through that one. Calendar. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. The, the exactly. Mm-hmm. The, remember the, I remember the one specifically is my birthday. It was December 18th, but it was the locust and you were at that show. You oh said. yeah. Dude. Yeah. I met someone two weeks ago that, that was at that show too. Weird. Small world. Man, it was a good show. First yeah. time I ever crowd surfed, but I, well, did, I remember that that one, I think he's like, don't step on our fucking equipment. Was that you? It was probably me. I, <laughs> I remember that they got mad as all the foot pedals and stuff on the stage. Yeah, I well, I it was like, I had only been going to shows for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. That was, and I I did the I I was so little. It was I was I hit puberty when I was like eighteen. So this was like <laughs> I was like sixteen. Yeah. So I was like four foot, yeah. just little. And I just remember being on the side, and I did run off stage, and then crowd surf. It definitely could have been me, and then. Justin. I feel like it was because I feel like everyone at that show was it was a very mixed bag of people and it was like techie musician people and like and like it was definitely like you just watched them. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it it wasn't what you think a locust show would be. Yeah, I I uh, talked to Justin Pearson after, mm-hmm. and he was like, "It's just the worst show I've ever played. Damn. I'm never going to play here again." And I was like, "Damn it, <laughs> yeah, I need you back." I remember, I remember um, one show. It was like toxic narcotic and uh, leftover crack, and something happened where I think his name was like Skizza, some weird train opera name, the singer of Leftover Crack. But he lost his like hat in the crowd, okay, and he okay. refused to like play any more songs till he got his hat back because the hat was like super meaningful and stuff. Okay, okay. And then kind of made a big deal out of it. Wasn't really a good look. And then when um, they were just kind of getting mad about people stage diving, and when mm-hmm. toxic narcotic went on, they were like. This see this the stage is your diving board. First person <laughs> off the balcony gets a free T-shirt. That's amazing. And it was crazy, dude. I can imagine, dude. Yeah, shit would get crazy in there. Yeah, it was. Hectic dude, I never for sure. did the balcony job. No, neither have <laughs> I. I'm not. I'm too considerate. It's a little too high. It is gnarly. And and, the, and also it's like, the people are all just a little bit away from the balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's easy to yeah, miss. Yeah, I, I remember. Like you'd be jumping into the pit. You would have to do it, yeah. You would have to do it at an addict show. That's when you could dude, do it, yeah. Because yeah, it they would filled. they would oversell. Yeah, dude, that was the best show I've ever been to. It was the addicts? Really? It was an end of tour mm. at Showcase. Yeah, but man, that was definitely the best show I've ever been to. They had like the the, the beach balloon, balls bouncing around, everything, everything confetti. Well, the beginning was like clockwork music, and then sure. a spotlight that was just like looking around for mm-hmm. monkey, and then it just like went back to the stairs. Mm. You know, the stairs went up to the green room. Yeah, uh, he, and he like had his like. His oh, cane, that's cool. And he, then he walked through the crowd. Yeah. And then they, they, I forgot which song started, but it, man, that was the that's best fun. show. But it was like a weeknight, a school weeknight. And, uh-huh. and my mom was outside and I didn't, I was ignoring calls. Right. Everyone's just singing along, having fun. Yeah. Cause you all, everyone knows the songs. It's yeah. like, you know, celebrating. It's like the Taylor Swift of punk. <laughs> that is such a funny, <laughs> spot on description. Not fucking wrong. Yeah. That's, dude. <laughs> Because like everyone does know the words. It's a pop band, you know. It's yeah, no, fun. it is straight up. Yeah, it's been a Tony Hawk skater. Yeah, huh? Everyone, everyone knows Viva La Revolution. Yeah, I never really thought that. They At least that one. That was like everyone. Underground or Underground Two. It was one of the later ones, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thug Two. Yeah, Thug. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, I'm OG guy. Yeah. I just had a roommate who he started with Thug. Oh, too late. It was a really weird conversations we'd have. Did you do did you do Tony Hawk one and two on N sixty four or PlayStation One? I did N sixty four. I had to wait oh. there was an it came out a year after. Okay. So it came out on PlayStation, mm-hmm. I think um two thousand. 
mm. like around Christmas holiday season. Mm-hmm. And my I knew someone that got it. Yeah, that wasn't very cool. Yeah, and I would hang out with him a lot because yeah. because you know, he had the game. He had the game. <laughs> He's got game though. Yeah, the game. <laughs> the game. <laughs> yeah, the one. <laughs> but then I had to wait a year till I got it on my own. But uh, the N sixty four version didn't have the little videos though. At the end that you could unlock. Oh and yeah, like the like Eric Costin video and stuff. Like yeah, yeah I remember that. How did you? You had to collect the videotapes to get those, I think. Secret tape. Yeah. I got one tattooed on my butt. Really? You gotta find it though. <laughs> Secret. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking rat. You told me. You'll for- I can unlock that tape. You'll forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta unlock it. <laughs> That's funny, dude. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, dude. Oh, I love that. Tony Hawk Chris- or Tony Hawk said he liked it. He That's saw, cool. He saw my butt. That's a big cosign. Yeah. <laughs> so what was uh what was your what was your first what was your first board setup? What was your first Christmas complete, they would say? Ooh, okay. I remember I had a CCS. Oh, shit. And I was looking through, through the catalog. It. I was trying to find one. My first one okay. is at Andrew Reynolds Birdhouse. Oh, shit. The Reaper. That's pre-Baker 2G. Reaper 3, yeah. Damn. It's like the one where it's like a the Reaper holding Jeremy Klein's bloody oh, severed shit. head. That was my first board. That's a cool first board. It's really, I'm pretty hyped that that's my first one. Damn. I, and then I had Fury Trucks. I remember Fury. They were kind of like, I think, I remember, I don't know if I remember this right, but I remember them feeling heavier than other trucks. They were like, kind of felt like grind. They were like, a, it felt like a different material kind uh, of. Yeah. Like they were like, I don't know, like matte. It yeah, seemed, yeah. They were, they were, they were kind of like, the, the steel was like more gray. It wasn't yeah, as shiny. Yeah. I don't know what was, it was like, but that was Tony Hawk's truck sponsor at the oh. time. He was like the Fury guy. So that's why huh. I got them. And yeah. I don't remember the wheels I got. But. I don't think I've ever had Fury, but I did. I I I loved Grind King, and then I loved uh, I loved Thunders, and then but Thunders were like the worst trucks I've ever had, but I just liked them because like like Herman on the base plate, like I like they like pro trucks, like it was cool. I've never I skated them. Thunders, really. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things. Yeah, I'm definitely well. I skated Crux a lot when I was. Younger. I remember saying that, yeah. And then I rode for Crux for a long time. Yeah. And then I, I would I would always be Crux or Indy. Mm-hmm. And I rode for Crux and Indy already. Yeah. Now I'm an ace guy. What was that company that iron. Grind King owned? Was it like Reaper? What was one like, like the finger? Oh, oh the Creeper? There's Cre- Creeper. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And then they had Monster Trucks. You remember Monster Trucks? I don't. Jamie Thomas owned that, I think. Really? But they look like a monster. Like. That's kind of <laughs> sick. <laughs> I want to build a hectic setup. I want like Creeper trucks <laughs> with with like the, the bearing uh, rims. The dude, cover. The rims, I want dude. the rims, dude. With the okay. with the hubba wheels. Dude, throw those trucks on there. The grind kings. Yeah, yeah. With star bolts from from grind king. Or do the the randoms. Remember those? The, oh yeah, the for hammering. sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do remember those. Ah. <laughs> oh. And then do like some crazy ripped up grip tape or some weird grip tape art. Yeah, you could get some. Just grind down some the, deco the markers. Board ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, be crazy. I like it. I like this vision. I know. Did you, when you, all right, I have a real question. Mm. So now I know about uh, the mall grab. And I think the mall grab is bad because if you're too short, your shit's dragging on the ground. It looks silly. I get it. But when I held my board, I'd hold grip to my hip and my shit was always thrashed. Did mm-hmm. you have a way around that? Any cheat codes? I kind of accepted that. Do you just kind of hold your board away from your hip? I think about, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. And I'll f- flip it around. Because I don't see, I don't see a lot of skaters with, with ripped up hips. I, and I, 
I you got choose the hips? to do the grip in. Oh. It's just more comfortable. I've a long yeah, time yeah, it, like it leans against your body. It, yeah, it works better. It's like weirdly awkward when you have mm-hmm. the like uh, the trucks towards you. It like flops in a weird way. Yeah, exactly. Like it falls. It wants to fall weights, down because the weight's on that side. Yeah. Do would you say? Do you think? Do you think your hips aren't <laughs> thrashed because you're just not in school anymore? You're riding the skateboard more than you're carrying it. That could definitely be a factor. I my hips. Let me see your hips. Let's see if these hips lie. These, these pants are pretty, pretty crispy, uh, dude. I don't know. Mm, <laughs> but I don't know. I think here wait. we got a fucking mall grabber. There. Look. Oh shit. Okay, there it is. All right. We do have proof. Ryan's Ryan's <laughs> hips don't lie. Pull that mic a little closer to your face. Get a little, little. There we go. Mm. Damn. I thought I was gonna fucking catch you. I got it, dude. I got yeah. some I ain't no poser. I know you got the fire <laughs> socks and the fucking ripped hips. Dude, these are hot wheel socks. Dude. You're really in it. I'm I love on, it. I'm on fire. Yeah, for real. Literally. That's <laughs> sick. It's hot. So first board, uh you had the Reynolds birdhouse board. Very rare. That's a that's a deep cut right it. there. Wish yeah. I still had that thing, yeah. What what uh so Huh. So it's obviously every kid's dream to be like a pro skateboarder one day. It's like one day. Cause that's like the, I mean, that was my dream for sure. Like, did that seem like that was like on the table? Like how young when you started getting flowed and, and things started showing like some promise. Um, so like I got into skating when I was like around 10 mm-hmm. and like I, I got obsessed right away yeah like we do yeah um my grandpa was uh an olympic diving and swimming coach oh wow back in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. um and when he saw like my obsession he kind of he kind of like helped aim me in a direction to where it would be like a positive influence for me like sorry like and he started bringing me to like contests and stuff mm-hmm. um but I, n- I never really resonated with contests but he had just showed me how to like connect and Right. Direct myself, because contests are what he knew. So yeah, so like that's what he was def- definitely just using the framework that he had. Right. Um. But he kind of like helped me, and like with Tony Hawk Pro Skater coming out, and then him learning about that. It's obviously like this is legit. It, this is not like, just some toy. Whoa. Yeah, he saw it's something to nurture, and I can uh-huh. like, and he helped me motivate me that I could do something with it because he's seen his friends do that. Uh, yeah. With diving, so he, it's possible and tangible to him. I feel like a lot of people, when they think of your kid getting into skating, especially back then, you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're gonna be a pro skater." It was just like not as much of like a goal mm-hmm. as now. But I made a choice when I was 16. I like there was no question at all. I was gonna be a pro skater. I never like I would only talk about it like that, and I was not going to stop until I became a pro skater. I was very militant about it, but like it was about 15, 16. I like filming every single second I got um and then the when I graduated from high school I hitchhiked away to Arizona and I'm spacing out right now all right I know you're curious I see that head tilt over there you're wondering what I'm up to look at this board look at this butte look at that this is not a paid for ad this is just uh this is just a good old me putting you on, telling you what you ride. If you don't skate, it's not too late. Head over to Welcome 
skateboards.com and uh, consider buying Ryan Rez Pro Model. This is the Rebirth, 9-inch wide board, 14.5 wheelbase, really nice, like, kind of like, eggy kind of wide shape, and I love this concave. You can get your big toe right up in there, and oof, let me tell you, it feels so right. This thing's still in the cellophane, but I'm setting it up tonight. Um, yeah, head over to welcomeskateboards.com or your local skate shop, and uh, push this thing down the street. Let's get back to the podcast, shall we? It's all right. But uh, yeah, no, I just I decided to be a pro skater and then hitchhiked to mm-hmm. Arizona, and just kind of like no never... sponsors yet. No, for for some reason, skating didn't really work out with me in California. Like in California, oh. I never really okay made the connect. I like knew everyone, but it just ooh, I know where this is going. This makes sense to me. Keep going, keep going, Arizona. <laughs> but I went to Arizona and. Uh, I made friends with some people that shot for Thrasher and the skateboard mm-hmm. mag, and I just really was sure that I was going to be a pro skater, and just like had lucky enough to have friends stay on their couches during mm-hmm. the like coming up stage. Right. But I was like going to be homeless. I was not going to take no for an answer. I was going to make it work, and thank God it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a fun ride. So who is who is first sponsor? First sponsor. Let's see. Um. Like, I was on Black Label Flow out here, mm-hmm. but it was just, like, because I was the homie. Yeah. Um, they didn't, they didn't want to, like, do anything with me. Mm-hmm. But when I got to Arizona, I it took a couple of years, but I got on iPath. Oh, shit. And iPath is what turned me am initially. I heard I heard they might be coming back. There's some rumblings. I see some things on online. I, I think that's know. just a trend right now. I think everything's, like, nostalgic enough to where these there's a... There's not a demand, but there's a there's like a nostalgia where people can plot on that and come back around because brands only have like a certain lifespan. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's a decade lifespan. There's certain brands like obviously Bones and Pat. Like there's certain companies that just like that are always gonna be it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like um, a lot of skate brands are like they're kind of like a resemblance of a, of a period in time. I think that like unless you know how to pivot. Well, that you know? well, no, that's. That's accurate, because but mm-hmm. I feel like the retro thing is kind of in now. So like right. brands like that can kind of, I feel like there's like a thing. Oh, there's like a market for like the re, bringing the brand back. The D three. It's not necessarily gonna be the brand again, but like there's a you can sell some stuff. You know, you bring, you can put that logo on something and like people, people are like, oh, I remember that logo. You if you make those like weird cats, like you remember the iPass with like the the boots. Uh-oh. That was the po- most popular one. But really. There's definitely going to be like you could sell those. Huh. Uh, people would be into it and be hyped that it's back. But I feel like a lot of people when they do that, they're just like people that buy the name. Yeah. And then they do it the wrong way. Uh. You know what I mean? Well, like Vision Streetwear in Macy's. There's, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That could be so yeah, cool. It could have been. Really, yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's like fuck. It could be so miss, cool. Swinging a miss. Yeah. I saw. I saw. Uh, Airwalk in Vision Streetwear in Macy's, and I'm like, damn, that could be so tight, dude. But it's, it's not. Times are changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Times that's before my time. Time's been a change and I just I'm just skating her. Yeah. But like I think that Vision Streetwear like logo is still iconic. Vision's cool. One of my I got yeah. asked to ride for Vision when I was like really little. Oh, <laughs> they shit. were like it's like yeah. two thousand two or something. I went to some event, but they were like I think they only sponsored Dwayne Peters at the time. I can see that. He was trying to ride on. off that like punk thing still. Yeah, and th- and then uh 
Ali Bulala had the, like creeper Osiris shoe. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. So yeah. like that, I feel like somehow upped <laughs> vision sales too because it had like the oh. same like just like punk shoes were kind of like a cool thing for a second. I just bought on eBay. I just bought a pair of dog piles. Ooh, yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> my friend skates in like creeper like dock creepers. Oh shit. Uh, but he skates in like leather shoes mm-hmm. he's sponsored by docs and like does like That's legit crazy. crazy shit like laser flips down 10 stairs in huh. doc martens is he riding like like shaped boards and stuff or he rides the biggest ones you can skate see i knew it i knew it that and he skates the docks with like the heels but he has like he just posted in a story the other day like the full creeper remake uh-huh. like doc creeper i'm like damn you're gonna skate in those yeah it's crazy it's impressive i had a friend i went to so when i lived i moved to woodcrest for a little bit and i remember there's this um it's kind of a famous spot, but at Martin Luther King High School, there's like these two tennis courts, and then there's like a set of stairs and a long sidewalk, and there's like a dirt kind of hill, and then there's asphalt down there. It's kind of the size of like a 14 stair, but it's just dirt. Okay. So it's kind of less scary because you could go fast and ride down the dirt. Oh, it's like I know the guy. in dirt. Yeah. I can't remember who did what there, but I've seen it. It's been there. It's been around. But I had a friend who like all he did in a pair of like Doc Martens. Dude, that thing's big. It's a yeah, big, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. There's a double set before it. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah the exact one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was kind of it was kind of hard skating up there because I lived down Wood Road by Calico, and it was all like new houses and just like no sidewalk and kind of it was technically Mead yeah. Valley, Paris kind of. So I'd have to like walk or like push every second to skate down like the rough asphalt to get to Wood Road. Yeah, because then there was like spots over there, like there's like just parking lot spots, little gaps over red curbs and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what do my best friend lived. I forgot what the exit was. Do you know those big brick uh, banks in Riverside? They're like really cobblestone bricky banks, but they're like in a neighborhood. Rick, it's, it's so specific. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. They're like, just like, if you knew what I was talking about, that you would, mm, okay, you can recognize it. But frick, I can't remember any of the cool. I uh, do remember when I would leave that area, we would go to like some of the back way, go down like Calico to I think El Sobrante, and I would go to La, La Sierra and you'd come down. And there was some random like drainage area with just big cement like, like mm. things. And I remember people would skate those. Like I seen, I seen some people like just crusty, weird ditch spot, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not too versed in Riverside. Yeah. I had my, my best friend that lived in that, like around MLK. Yeah. But I wonder if we ran into each other out there too, dude. Dude, super so weird. So many weird. So you end up, you end up in Tucson, no? Uh, t- Tempe. Tempe. Okay. Which is like right outside of Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I see. So you're crashing on couches and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you start meeting people from Skateboard Mag and then you somehow, you get on iPath out of all companies. How long were you with iPath for? <laughs> Uh, maybe like two or three years, three years. I don't know. It's but like run. they, they started bringing me on trips. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never been on trips before I got sponsored by them, but I was, I was such a little hobo. I was just like, you don't have to buy me food. You don't have to buy me a bed. I will sleep anywhere you want me and just bring me on the trip. Right. My first trip ever, they brought me on this 30 day long trip, but they only wanted me for half of it. Mm. But then at the half, they let me stay the rest because mm. I was, uh, I didn't cost any money to have around. Right. Me. So where'd you, where'd you guys go? It was all the whole East coast. Uh, oh shit. It was pretty exciting. First yeah. Trip. But that's how I got in there. I just like became no, I was just like, not a problem. You're just easy. Not like, a problem. I'll be quiet. I'll be much. here. Yeah. I'll skate as hard as possible. And uh-huh. it, that, that got me in there. That's how I did it. Yeah. 
So what, what happened from there? Uh, so yeah, okay. I got on iPath, and then that's when my homie Sean Hale was on a company called Vox. I remember that. And he was on a trip with Darren Navarrete. Mm. And he, Darren, uh, at the time, was like looking for someone new for Creature. Mm-hmm. And I think the story is, is that he asked my friend Sean, he, go, he said, do you know anyone that skates like you but doesn't look like you? <laughs> <laughs> and Sean was nice enough to recommend me. Yeah. And then uh, they made like a, they made like a little Texas, Texas trip for me to meet the people on Creature, which was really cool also because the spits had this like a couple of the same stops as us. So mm-hmm. I got to go on like three stops of a Spitz tour. Oh shit. On my creature tryout trip. And then they asked me to be on the team at a Spitz show, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's why I was like, I never really understood that connection. Cause I knew you were from down here, but then when I first found out about you, you were up there. So mm-hmm. I was very surprised to find out that you were come from my neck of the woods. I just considered you a Pacific Northwest person. Yeah, I, I could see that. A lot of people don't know where I'm from. Yeah, they think I'm from Arizona or just some. Right. No one, no one guesses Southern California. <laughs> I have that problem with the YouTube stuff a lot because, like, videos of me guest spotting different places. Mm-hmm. So they might see that video and assume that that's where I work. Why wouldn't they? And they just assume that um that's where I'm from, or or because the background changes where I'm at, then I kind of am from nowhere. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's I got the same problem, man. Right, just wiggling around this world. So did you live up in Oregon for a while? No. <laughs> really? Just, just traveling a lot. Well, what? For, for a lot, like four or five years of my life in the 20s, I was gone 10 months of the year just right. circulating, like just on the 10. Just or everywhere. Just like in a yeah. van just around America somewhere. Uh, so that happens to me a lot. A lot of people just think. Yeah, trip I have a lot out. of clips from somewhere or something. But the, at that time, the early time, I had a lot of, Pacific Northwest, Northwest right. trips happening, a lot of footage coming out. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Trip out. So, like, yeah, you had a lot of stuff come out. You had a couple parts on Creature, no? Yeah, I had two or three Creature parts, I think. Yeah. Can't remember. So they're staying busy. Oof. I do. I Filming parts, it's a lot of work, man. Uh, yeah. I realized during the pandemic when everything chilled out, I was like, okay, well, uh, and I quit Creature, and I was just like, all right, let's have a moment. And I realized I had been filming parts since 2004, like since I told you, like when I decided that I was going to be a pro skater, I just has not had not stopped at all. And I was like, felt like this, like just like this, like the the smoke is clearing, and I was like, oh, I don't even know who I am, kind of at this point. I was gonna say, it's like your whole identity. Like, what do you, if you're not filming, what do you do? Yeah, it's 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 been a. I just started filming. The weird time was yeah. the not filming time. Yeah. Well, I, I was in a band at that time, so I was like playing shows too. Mm. So I was getting stuff from that, like just self-worth stuff. Yeah. But definitely if I'm not, if I'm not skating, I feel like a dummy. Yeah. If I'm not like doing something that it's not necessarily about like anyone seeing it or anything, but like if, if I'm not like, it's like something that I feel so comfortable doing and it just makes me feel like meditative but also it's rewarding it's just a nice little healthy thing in my day and if i don't have that it definitely affects me yeah it's such an important outlet like you can work hard at something and achieve that thing same day and you get like a you get a gratification that you don't get like anywhere else it teaches you that yeah i like i've been uh, i've been teaching a lot of kids how to skate lately doing a lot of lessons 
And something that is really important that they need to learn is like how to, how they have the power to manifest things, Mm -hmm. how to, you know, you can learn how to, you can make this happen. Like you are the one that's going to make this happen. If you fall, that's, or mess up, that's not the end of it. You can keep going. I feel like skating is one of the few things that like, it's not like you, you're taught that you teach yourself, like emerges out of you rather than like you learning from someone. You're just in your driveway, just like fiddling around with a stick, trying to not get hurt and land something. And then you, I think that instills like a, just like an awesome baseline for anything in a person, like mm-hmm. any cool person I meet, that's like a lawyer or something now. They're like, I'm like, you used to skate hot. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's why you could like roll with the punches. I feel like it really teaches you how to like, I feel like the analogy of that I always think about, it's like, it's just repetition. Like. I was saying this the other day, I say this all the time, but it's like, I think the only difference between someone that is a skateboarder and not a skateboarder is that the skateboarder just kind of kept doing it. Cause the non-skateboarder will say, Oh, I rode a skateboard once. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll never guess what happened. I bet I know exactly what happened. You hit a rock, you fell, whatever. Yeah. You couldn't ollie or whatever. Like, you know, they stopped. It was hard or they got hurt or they fell. They don't want to fall anymore. Like, cause they're smart. And mm-hmm. like, why would you continue to do something and get hurt? It's dumb, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, but the skateboarder had it just as hard. They just, they just stayed with it more persistent with it and worked a little harder at it. And if you work hard enough and you stick enough with it for enough time, then you'll get better at it. Mm-hmm. I, I, there, and there is, there has to be something uh, like borderline masochistic and masochistic mm-hmm. in you to like even be inclined to be a skater. And something I've noticed that's like inherently like, it's just always a part of us. Every skateboarder I meet has some sort of a, as something fueling them to like yeah like why why you like, keep doing it there's something in them that's making them like that make that gives them something positive it's worth you know the negatives that are happening or like the pain and stuff that gives them something and I, I it's like um i i have always i've been saying a lot the past couple of years that like as i've been learning about meditation is just like i feel like everyone has this natural craving to meditate whether they know it or not and either it's going to come out whether you're like when you're driving or when you're like working or drawing, like everyone needs that. And uh, skateboarding is just something that can bring that to you. But it's like, a, you know, it's like a Trojan horse where you don't even know you're doing that. And then you, you get that wisdom and it like just makes your day easier. But you just think you're just doing something fun rather than some like, you know, taking 10 minutes out of your time to, like, do a practice or something. Mm. But it is a practice. It's, like... Yeah, the, mind, the mind. tries are, like, the mantra over and over and over. Yeah, it's, like, Tai Chi or something. You know, like, that's a mind-body meditation where you're moving. But skateboarding is one of those, I think. It fits into there. And uh, it's, like, that mixed with a little dash of adrenaline. It's a real special thing. <laughs> I never heard that put like that. I've never considered that. I, th- I mean, I guess... Huh, that's a trip. That's interesting. I always... That's a whole different perspective I've never had before. Thank you. <laughs> love you. Yeah, no, love no you problem. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I appreciate you appreciating me. <laughs> Did you always feel that way about it? Or are we able to articulate that, like now? Like when you're young, you're not thinking about skateboarding like that. No, no, like so. When I was younger, there was like a lot of like, I had a lot of like me time. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, like just like my parents were like always doing stuff, and I would just like. I figured out how to just like me- make time melt away. I remember just like sitting and like kind of like in hindsight, I was definitely like meditating in some sort of sen- mm. sense. 
but there was something that like connected in that that I'd already found. Mm-hmm. Not that I knew what the meditation was. This is kind of like a flow state you can get in, into when you're a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just like, I don't know. I craved that. Like I'd always love to draw. I always love to do things. But then skateboarding was just the one that, like, God, it's like latched into me. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't really until I learned about meditation in my twenties, my late twenties. Just like I, I've been learning about that stuff for like eight years now or something and the more i learn about it the more i'm just like oh shit you're just describing skating like it is a meditation it is fully there and like it it just it helps a lot of people in that way you know like even the grumpiest homies that would never meditate they need it and they get it through skating you know Mm. what i mean so i think it's a it's a very secret little yeah powerful thing that uh keeps people together more so than we actually give it credit yeah, like I feel like that way about like skateboarding and music. Like you know, if that if that kid doesn't have like some lyrics to scream along to, or a stage to jump off of, or get to push his friend without repercussions, or then then where are you gonna lash out at? Or if you don't have a skateboard, you know, I feel like it's so important. It, dude, I I don't know where I'd be without yeah. Escape. I'd be I would have gone crazy. I, uh. I mean, music was there too. Yeah, drawing was my thing before. But music but. and skateboarding are kind of like I don't know. For me, they are the exact same thing because you think about there's some skateboarders that only like music from skate parts. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's yeah. So I feel like I mean, uh, whenever I was skateboarding, music was always right there. I always had some headphone tucked in my t-shirt, hanging out my collar. Like it was always a part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how I got into music. Really, I mean, my. So many people got into punk because of Tony Hawk, dude. Yeah, straight up, straight up yeah, for real. Yeah. I like my my stepdad and my mom like were like metalheads, like mm-hmm. '80s hair metalheads. They like, sick, or like they just like I went to a Poison concert while I was in my mom's belly. Damn. Fun fact about me. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. But so like I I knew a lot about that when I was younger. It was like a party trick. They'd be like Ryan, what song is this? And I'd be like Motley Crue. Oh, that was so yeah. I had like a I like appreciated music on like a, a different level than just like pop music 96 when 7 I, kcal yeah rocks. like well when i was younger so i had <laughs> dude. x1039 dude i'm trying to think of another one those are the two <laughs> i named the them both uh, but <laughs> i think it was baker 2g mm-hmm. just like changed everything that's a bad influence changed my whole well i my parents partied <laughs> so and I grew up around that, and I was like, "Oh, this is my vibe, dude!" And For then, sure. like, that's the first time I heard the Locust. Yeah, is in that video, and then like, uh, oh, and the uh, Howlin' at the Moon, dude, is mm-hmm. in there. That changed my life. Yeah. Now, now I bought this shirt. Yeah. You know, trickle down effect, but <laughs> I feel like my my skate videos that really, yeah, really stuck with me were like it was it was kind of they don't really mix, but Baker Three and Almost Round Three. Those I'd watch those uh. both every day almost round three's soundtrack is pretty sick really good yeah, yeah. really good and like <laughs> man like that team was fucking crazy like ryan sheckler at the beginning chris Haslam, day one song like obviously rodney mullen like oh my god that video was amazing um uh, cooper will like it, the, yeah nuts i love that video and the soundtrack Lutzka, dude yeah greg Lutzka. yeah Everyone forgets about that yeah damn i'm gonna i'm gonna level with you 
he wore baggy pants and when i was like that young i'm like he's not that cool i know how used to be like, it used to be more of a thing <laughs> it you, mattered to me you have i mean fresh. i get it now i get it now but like but then i was like i don't know you know but like yeah i don't know i think it's like yeah you kind of the fashion is a part of it too dude i yeah i would only identify with tight pants skaters back yeah, in the day i like my rocker sure. guys you my friends had the hip-hop rap homies yeah I feel like now I've been changing though. Like I love watching like Stevie Williams skate that same ledge all the time. Or like I've been really hyped on Antoine Dixon right now. Like everything looks like he's in slow motion. I feel like he's so fucking coming back right now. I've been like really into like the hip hop dudes more now. I can see that. You know, I definitely, yeah. I like love manual skating now. Like, oh yeah. Like it's just, the, I love all the. I think it's coming back in a way where it's like, it may it's just cause it's low impact, but you see like Reynolds had a bunch of manual stuff coming out. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are like doing more manual stuff. It's hard as hell, dude. Yeah. I, just, I like to watch things that like I don't, I can't do, you know? I feel like the manual stuff is kind of unfair because it's like the skateboarders skateboard trick like it's not like it's not the backflip that your parents are gonna think is cool oh uh, yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying yeah it's not as like flashy yeah mm -hmm. but yeah it's like the hardest thing you can do yeah right to like balance them a little yeah and do the one wheel man is like andy yeah it's crazy Anderson. yeah yeah i've been a big fan of, a big fan of him for the last couple of years he's like he's just kind of unapologetically him and like wears a helmet and that's sick that's i don't what, wear a helmet but i think it's sick that he does i love that about skating now so it's not like just one avenue mm. like you don't have to just play by the rules to get into thrasher or the skateboard right. mag like you don't have to just get in these magazines and that's how you're not a character unless you're like steady in these magazines or mm -hmm. in a video now you can just make a youtube channel or like you have your instagram and you can connect yourself to other skaters that are into you there's yeah. not just that kind of skater you know just thrasher skaters are just people that like one certain thing like there's so many damn people out there. And I feel like everyone likes everything. There's no like vert button anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, the street scares will watch the dudes do vert and the dudes that do vert will watch the dudes skate street. Mm -hmm. And then the, you know, I mean, you see dudes that four years ago wouldn't be doing this, doing slappies right now and pressure flips. And like, and it's like, it's okay. Like it's all on the table. It's nice. Yeah. Everyone's getting a little bit less insecure mm -hmm. about like whether or not they're gnarly enough or not. Right. And everyone's, getting more accepted rather than like that was a big like change a cool, yeah. the cool kids at the cool table is the house skating was for a, l a long time and now you're able to be like braille and have more money than everyone mm -hmm. and tell right. everyone to suck it it's pretty sick yeah there's no there's no like evil knievel era right now it's no like no one not that one cares but like i mean yeah like david gonzalez and jaws and this big stuff is it's awesome you know what i mean yeah but i i don't think you you have to do that to like impress people anymore i and i'm noticing that there's like the younger skaters mm -hmm. there's like like they're against it like it's like mm. it's like toxic mentality like really? you want to be better than everyone you're not just expressing yourself like people will see that best skateboarding like i grown up knowing like that's just how it's been you've always put out your best skateboarding or bent try to be the gnarliest to be the big like to be the skater you know mm -hmm. that's been just the formula but now that's <laughs> like kids are like oh that's oh you want it's you want to be gnarly they're like kind of mm -hmm. 
against it. It's an interesting. Well, there was like a weird. I think when we were coming up, there was almost like a weird lapse in style where it was just bigger, 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 bigger. It was going so. And it was with everything. It was like with the but the motorcycle was like a was a backflip, double backflip, like X Games extreme. Everything was just extreme. Oh, extreme was big for a second. (laughs) Yeah, everything's mellowed out more. I think how people are kind of when you listen to someone, someone says. What kind of music you listen to? I listen to everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and everyone kind of really does. And so I think that kind of translates to skateboarding too. If skateboarding's for everyone, then everyone's going to do it. Then everyone's going to find their place in it. Mm-hmm. And so now, like you said, it doesn't have to be you fit this mold or that mold, either hip hop or hash. Now you can, I mean, now it's like, I love that old dudes can still have a pro model up just cause you respect their name. You know what I mean? Like it's totally okay. And then you can see a kid push down the street and be just as entertained by a little kid pushing down the street. Mm-hmm. Is someone like doing a kickflip or like, cause it's relatable. I think that's the cool thing about skateboarding is that everyone knows what it feels like to fall. Everyone knows what it feels like to push down the street. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what it feels like to achieve that trick. Mm-hmm. So whether it is like alling up a curb or alling up a fucking six there or whatever, it's still that same relatable feeling where you see that kid trying to think over and over again, you're going to clap just as hard as if he was pro. But I've always said like, if you were, if you're good at football, you don't want to hang out with someone that sucks at football. You don't want to like play mm-hmm. football with them. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like good at soccer or baseball, something that takes like, you don't want to like play with the people that suck because right. it's gonna slow down your game. You're not gonna have as much fun. But skating, it's kind of like you can. You're just doing your. You're doing your own thing at the skate park. But it's sick. You you want to go skating with people that are like, at any level. You can be as shitty as possible, like you knew, or you can be as good as. A 15, it don't affect like, your game. You're all in it together. Like everyone's on the same playing field you dropping on that bank's just as fun as me kickflipping this 10 stair or something you know that's true like, like that kid's spectrum. not gonna like he's not gonna make you lose like because it's not gonna rub off on yeah, you it's not like a competition at all do you know anyone that has superstitions like when skating if someone's trying something around him it fucks them up or fucks their head any weird like ticks in skateboarding mm, I, would, I mean there's a lot of sensitive skaters out there yeah <laughs> i don't want to put on blast but they'll right. get mad if you're around Really? Uh, or if you're like making noises or like oh. someone, when some people are focused, they like really want to. Yeah. Are they They're like, just being super professional about their profession. Sometimes it's silly. You know, I've seen these people getting mad at street spots and you get mm-hmm. mad at pedestrians like walking by. You're like, dude, you are being the obnoxious person. You need to chill out. Right. Like, you got to grow the hell up. That's a part of it. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, I try to not hang out. With yeah, the, with the stinky, with the stinky, uh, like nitpicky skaters, <laughs> but that's a thing for sure. Yeah, I, but you know, skating is kind of like the, you kind of, you you fall into where you fall. I feel like everyone like hangs out with the people they hang out with. You know, like I don't really hang out with people like that just mm-hmm. naturally, just mm-hmm. because we don't vibe and we ended up. You not find your people out. regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But there is definitely like a whole population of people like that. I don't yeah. know them very well though. <laughs> so. So, you know, you had this like weird in between um, from Creature to making music to meeting me and then you get welcomed on to welcome. How did that come about? Okay, let's uh, let's, so I could quit the Creature and I were just like not on the same uh, wavelength anymore. So that was just like a really made sense for that to end. And I don't really I don't have the thing in me. I'm like very content and happy with what I've done on my skateboard 
and like what I put out and who I am as a person. And so like, there's like not this, this fire in me to like show people what I've done or like to be something great. Like I, that's what I had. That's what made me want to be a pro skater in the first place was to like, it was, it was for me, but it also was like, it was like fun and like fulfilling to share with everyone and like see people be hyped on it and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, I just don't have that anymore. I don't have the craving to even want to like, it's, it's just, I had to like reassociate why I was doing it. So like when I quit creature, I just like no filming for like a little bit. And I just was just skating for me and it like helped me just kind of connect with it again. And like, I feel like, I, it like started I started to skate better than I have ever skated after I quit Creature and then I was just posting this stuff on Instagram and then that's when Jason um, he's who owns Welcome gave me a call and asked me if I'd like to try some boards out and I didn't think that he would want me to ride for them like actually on the team or not just because it had been a couple of years and just kind of doing my thing but they all uh everyone at the company I've known forever and they they wanted to bring me on board they we had talked about me writing for welcome like in 2005 or like six or oh, something sure. like right when he started it mm -hmm. Jason went to uh, a skate shop and like asked about me but I was on label already so it just mm -hmm. didn't work out but we've been kind of like friends since then so it's kind of cool for it to fu come full circle and circle and finally yeah work out and get on there and uh yeah, I don't know. now I get to just skate with my friends, and it's it's different than skating for Creature because Creature's like one of the top. It's like the top selling board company in the world. It's like one of the top threes. Mm -hmm. It's always fluctuating, but there's a lot of pressure with that. Like, and it's more of a brand. It's more of like I appreciate everything Creature did for did for me, but it's not like Welcome is such like um, more just, welcoming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like. Like, I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. I feel like we're working on, like, whenever we talk about stuff or work on stuff, it's just very authentic. Every, all the art they do is everyone hanging out and, like, talk, bumping ideas. And, like, the collaboration, collaborations they do is, like, just because, like, it is authentically coming from the brand. It's, like, a very, uh, I've never been a part of something that I'm just so proud to be a part of and that is so genuinely what it is. Mm. So it's, it's just like fits into where I'm at because I'm not I'm just not trying to be like a flashy pro skater. I'm just trying to do my thing. And it's cool to ride for something that appreciates that rather than like is demanding things. And stuff. Yeah, I'll say it's cool. They take you for what you are, let you do your thing. And it seems nice that it's more of local to you. It's not something you have to travel to. Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, it seems like a better fit. For sure. Yeah. Because on, on Creature, I was always every project I did or everything I put out was to continue to be good enough to be sponsored at that level, you know, or like, so like not having that pressure is man, is just like a, it's cool that you can be pro and it doesn't feel like a profession. Like it feels like you don't have to, it's not like you're able to do both. It's nice. It, I, I'm happy to have got to a place where I can kind of do that. Yeah. Skating's weird. What about, do you, <laughs> What what else are you on right now? Who else are you you, uh, you repping? I got Opus Shoes. It's like a new shoe brand. Okay. Um, they make these high tops I like. I've been skating these for like a year. Oh shit! Show them up. Yeah, 
That looks real nice. I was I was skating like Converse or like Vans. Yeah, those cut. look like a like a thicker like skatable Converse. Yeah, it's pretty much I like exactly a little toe was, cap like, on there too. It looks nice. I was just skating a variety of whatever you know, like this kind of shape of shoe, different like mm-hmm. high top, just plain black, and I was like, oh. It looks make, classy. You guys make a nice classy version of that. And it's I not like too it like flashy. It's not like logo-y. It looks nice. They have they have cool, like simple modest yeah. shoes. I like it. I like that. I don't I don't like very I don't like a lot of logo heavy stuff. I feel like it's kind of a cheap marketing thing. Like and I think you could make you could say a lot with saying a little. I think it goes a long way. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also on Bones. I can't forget Bones. Yeah, you've been on Bones for a long time. The first that is actually my the first sponsor I had before I went to Arizona. How'd that happen? I, <laughs> I was going skating with my friend, uh, my friend David Loy. He was going filming with someone that happened to be the team manager of Bones, who's still the team manager of Bones, but wow, he's one of my be- best longest friends now. Yeah, but we were at this L.A. River. It was like an LA River Gap where they like DIY'd poured like a launch ramp before the the water gap. I don't oh, know if you're, it's like an old what did Greg Lutz Greg Lutz got a kickflip front three did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that day actually. Oh, I was shit. there. But <laughs> he dared me to hang up, like gap and hang up on the on the edge and then come up. And I did it for a pair of wheels and then he hit me up like hit me up like a month later and then I got on. Damn. That was like freaking two thousand five. Six or something. I've been on for so long. <laughs> Damn, they seem like obviously a legacy company, but they've been like that's an awesome relationship that long. I've been loyal. Oh yeah, my family. That's a lot. That's that's a big deal. I, I I as a pro, like I mean, how was that in your in your period where you didn't want to film as much? Were they pressuring you, or are they just still kind of down for you? They've always been supportive. They gave me a pro wheel during that period when Damn. I wasn't even on anything. But they've always supported me. I very much appreciate it and love them. Love That's you, beautiful. Rob. Love you, Jared. Jared's my guy. It'll When's the new right. part dropping? Hopefully, hopefully this year I I got to film. You need to get that song. Well, I got to. F- <laughs> you would, need to get that song. It would be pretty sick. That, to song, get that song is fucking perfect. <laughs> it would be pretty epic. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's possible, I feel like. Dude. I wonder how expensive it would be. I don't think that much. We'll see. It's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> We're good for it. Okay, okay. Noted. <laughs> Noted. I have a couple of things planned for couple this year. A couple of Alberta bucks, dude. No big deal. Some Alberta bucks. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing. <laughs> they got their own money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't... No specific... Uh, I want to get a part out by summer is kind of my goal. That seems like a but good But I have timeline. some other yeah. things I'm... I got a film for it, so it might be pushed back a little bit, but I want to make, mm. this is kind of like, I just have been skating better than I, or more comfortable than I ever have. And yeah, you I, seem like, that's what I love about watching you skate, like, especially like the little park stuff you po- post all the time, is that you're just like, I feel like your board feels like an extension of you. Like you could just hop, on, like you jump on your board any direction and just roll that direction and you can roll up a fucking wall somehow. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so cool. Like, I feel like you skate that one spot, um, that that like wall ride transition quarter pipe that people probably just sit on, and you skate that like a quarter pipe all the time. Kind of which one? The one of the skate park? Yeah. I got tattooed right here. I tattooed it myself. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's not like 
that's almost architecturally like, oh, fucking skateboard didn't build this. Like, why is this here? It's there for you. Yeah, I feel like that particular object, like that thing, it's like at Costa Mesa Park. Yeah. That like kind of shaped a lot of my skating. Like just like, yeah, because that thing is like kind of off of the side that where like not a lot of people go fuck with it. Yeah, we got one of those at, at Hunt Park. Kinda. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I bet you do. I do love that one. I feel like I could even like I, I tried to kind of like wall ride. I can I can like, you know, kind of hop off my board and let my board kind of blah, blah, up onto it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what to do once I'm up there. I can't get around. It's kind of like lying to yourself. Like yeah. how I describe skating stuff like that is like you just forget about the steep part. Just pretend like you're going to get to that top in the perfect foot placement and everything's going to go well. Is it kind of like, I feel like when I think of like wall rides and, and, and maybe not so much slappies, but I think of wall rides, I think of them as the ultimate hopping over a crack on the sidewalk. Like you lift up your front truck and you like little hop, little weightless and you kind of able to bink bunk over that like crack. It's like, like a that, wally, but big. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. I think how I think about wall rides is like I literally think about it like a steep quarter pipe. Damn. And I'm just kick turning and it's just really steep. Yeah. That's how I think about it. That in my head. one, that one around the corner. Which one? You just posted <laughs> it. I don't remember. Fucking, I'm, I'm, I'll pull it up and then I'll, <laughs> I'll put it on the screen. Oh, I went and lost my phone again. Oh, yeah, here I we got, go. I got a phone. Yeah. You know which one? I think oh, you had a I know, ramp I know up what you're talking to it. about. Yeah, yeah, around the corner. Yeah, and you go the like two ramps. Yeah. Yes, yes. That one is fun. Yeah, I want to mess with that more. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. I've seen Jason Adams do it back in the day. Sick. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I like to. Uh, I don't like skate like a skateboarder. Really, I, mm -hmm. I've. I've always. No, you're definitely you're an artist. The way I, you skate, I appreciate it. Yeah, I've always said like I like. The way like people describe parkour mm -hmm. <laughs> is like getting from point A to point B oh, yeah. in the most creative way possible. Uh -huh. And I was like, that sounds like my skating more so than yeah. skating. So I would I always like use that description. Point A to point B in the most creative way I possible. I love that. I love that. That's why I always loved um that's why I always loved like Chris Haslam when I watched like almost round three. Yeah, yeah. Like Cute. just little clever shit. The or king. the cheese and crackers or the or at the end when they had the um the big wheeled boards are going oh side yeah by yeah side, that, that's, dude, four the, by four whatever. i would do that at the freaking golf course oh yeah where we that, grew up that's yeah. where we grew up that, yeah. was, that was where i would do that monster truck yeah i board. built a board like that at bsa i bought the big wheels some Dang. blank wide trucks crazy risers with wild <laughs> ass hardware and i got a shaped a uh, coffin board oh sick. yeah and i remember <laughs> i saw that thing in the rain and you could put any bearings in it it didn't fucking matter because the wheel was so heavy <laughs> yeah, yeah. it just moves <laughs> yeah, forever. yeah yeah dude i yeah i had one i got it like a i had like an uncle or something buy me like on an off-road board like yeah. from like the fair or something yeah but those wheels, I always kept them. I always used them. And the risers, yeah, were like this. Yeah, big. it's crazy, right? And you still could get wheeled by it. I remember awling yeah. I remember awling on it. You had to really like it was like a fucking ward. You had to wait to slide your foot up because that tail took a long time to Dude, get to the ground. Yeah, it would barely hit it would barely yeah. hit the ground. A lot of times it wouldn't, I feel like. Yeah, right. It would just be all wheel. Right. All <laughs> yeah. The wheel because the wheels are like this big. The tail's like this long yeah you're like literally going fully when yeah you, when you're popping uh-huh yeah. yeah i used to go like all up a curb and that was like a, that was fucking hard that's gnarly yeah 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 and the board's heavy dude those wheels were like plastic too back then yeah they're like really heavy duty i think so we probably nice. had the same one yeah that shit's fun i think that's what skateboarding's supposed to be it's supposed to be fun and i feel like that's what's to me relatable 
like I've never been a good skateboarder, but when I watch you skate, it looks fun, you know? I and then also that. the, the, I think that that's what makes skate videos so relatable too, is like even the in-between stuff, the hygiene stuff, the hanging out, like I think that stuff's just as important because that's what kids can see themselves doing with their friends, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like, I, th I, I don't know. I like to skate things that are fun and yeah. I am happy that that looks fun to other people. I never know how it's going to look, but yeah. I appreciate that. What do you <laughs> seek out in a spot? Do you have this, the same thing everyone else has or driving down the road? Like I can skate that. Or is it just go to the park by default or what's your, what's your move? I'm like the worst at knowing what I want to skate. I like <laughs> just, I'm going to skate what's there. I like when I'm filming parts, sometimes like I'll have lists and I'll like go do certain things, but mm -hmm. that's like the hardest way for me to skate. I have to, it just kind of like emerges. Yeah. I can't like really force any funk. I have to just kind of do it. Right. Like whenever I'm at a skate park and then like find a weird wall or something. I feel like, thing. yeah, I feel like you'd be at the skate park and you'd find like something off to the side of the skate park and go for that. Yeah. I do like to do that. <laughs> yeah. So like that, I like, uh, I wore a handrail back in the day. That's one thing that a lot of people remember, but that's just someone dared me to do that. Huh. I had been thinking about it and they're like, what about this one? I dare you to do it right now. Yeah. And that's just, it's just happened. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like a lot of my skating is like just happened. Like things just happened to work yeah. at the time. And, uh, but yeah, I'm not very contrived. <laughs> do you have any, any music stuff going on right now? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at all. I, well, I was in a, band with my ex and so we are not in a band anymore does that make does that make you feel about making music in a sour way do you like a, do you like equate it to that or is it just like oh that was that time period yeah no it's just something yeah. that happened i just like uh don't have any new i i mean i write some music on my own yeah just some funny fun like punky garage stuff but slap a little bass i can slap some bass <laughs> really just a little <laughs> Just a That's enough for me. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, Synthesizer, keyboard stuff. I yeah, I I just mess around, but I don't have a project or anything right now. Little keytar. I've been playing a lot of baritone ukulele. What the fuck? See, that's what I wanted to hear. I didn't expect that. Yeah, it's it's the bottom four strings of a guitar. Uh huh. But it's it's really fun and simple to play. I'm not that good at music, and uh -huh. it's just fun to write music on and play. Um, What's that thing that your your buddy Jaws plays with his mouth? Oh. The, the jaw harp the jaw harp the mouth what, harp the mouth harp i don't know what the right the jaws harp is I, what that's what calls. i think about i just call it the jaws harp yeah. in my head yeah that's i think it's sick he found that he was trying he was he's he told me he was youtubing beatboxing oh and then he found that he's like oh that's cool because you can make <laughs> techno with your mouth yeah and then that's what the rest is history <laughs> man that's sick did you did you meet him when you were out in arizona or how'd you meet him i met him at woodward before i moved to arizona which Woodward did you... Is there a Woodward out in California? Where'd you have to yeah, go? Yeah, there's, there's one um, like two hours inland. Oh, shit. Uh, I always thought it was like an East Coast. Thing. There's one in, on the East Coast. There's one in Tahoe. There's one... That's like Pennsylvania Colorado. or something. That's the the first one. The main, That's what I remember from like the, the TV show yeah, and stuff yeah. back in the day. There's one um, called Woodward West. Oh, and okay. It's, it, Tehachapi. Do you know where Tehachapi is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's next to Tehachapi. That makes sense. There's nothing out there. There's a lot of land, so why, that's why perfect. Did, why did the chicken sit on the pea? Why? To hatch your pee. Some local <laughs> jokes, baby. <laughs> local Woodward jokes. Damn. Uh, my, da my dad was in prison to hatch me. <laughs> that's <laughs> real. Tell him that joke. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, 
But we would we would actually like when the campers go to bed, we would do this whole thing where we like act like people. Like people escape from the prison mm-hmm. to like make sure the campers went to bed. Oh, and like bang on the windows to scare them. That sounds fun. Because back in back in early two thousands, stuff was a little bit more wild west back then. For sure, can't be scaring kids like that now. <laughs> no, that's like classic camp stuff. I'm just terrible. If it wasn't the prisoners, it'd be like boogeyman. If it wasn't boogeyman, it'd be like the Sasquatch. I guess the you're Sasquatch right. should be the. <laughs> it was fun. That's a natural joke. Okay, cool. I'm with it. I'm just a little bit more considerate now, I guess. Gotta be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maturity. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was I going to say? Oh, I have a question. When, how old were you when you got your first tattoo? Ooh. What was your first tattoo and how old were you? Um, I made a tattoo gun out of an electric toothbrush. Classic. And then the smallest, most badass tattoo I could give myself was an upside down cross. I know what time period that was. <laughs> what year was it? Probably like, like six, six, yeah, six, seven. Yeah, I, I think six. Yeah, I was in. That was you in know that was hot. Satan yeah. was hot at the time. There was whole clothing brands dedicated to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a couple of those tattoos. I, I was into it, but I yeah. got a little upside down cross right here. Yeah, and that was my only tattoo for like a couple of years, and then I got some. I got uh, lyrics from a Flow Rider song. That's sick. The song Club Can't Handle Me. It's <laughs> crazy. I got <laughs> I got the words uh, celebrate because that's all I know on my leg right here. So they're all just like fun punk rock tattoos. At I did, it was like it was like that for years. My grandpa had one request that I get don't get tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got them all on my legs. Uh, makes sense. At the, like in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And then th- my wedding day mm-hmm. or like I'm divorced now, everyone. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, on my now. wedding on my wedding day uh <laughs> he's i ch- was changing in his room and he was like did you get do you have tattoos i was like pops this my wedding day is the one day you can't get mad at me mm. and i got away with it but he he actually didn't care and i had just been worrying about it way too much so i just started going well especially like you you hiding them is like a big consideration showing that you care yeah yeah off and obviously like the fear is like i mean if you didn't know about him, you're doing the tattoo thing pretty well. You don't have him like on your face and shit. So. Yeah, I've I tried to not make too reckless of choices That's with good. the shitty early ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my ex, she got a tattoo machine, so it was mm-hmm. like very easy to get a very bad tattoo. Right. Uh, I'm glad I made not terrible choices. And if we, you did, put them on the legs. We made it out pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my first one in a shop. I blacked out in Barcelona and I got this tattoo of Santa's little helper fucking Lisa. <laughs> uh, that's my first tattoo I ever got in a shop. And then the second one I got in a shop was with you, though. For real? <laughs> yeah. Because everything oh, else shit. has just been party tattoos. And then I think I got, it was my grandma portrait. I didn't know that was your, well, that's like your first like going aware, so- intentional, sober tattoo. Yeah. Actual yeah. adult to sit, not like party tat. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea at all. You didn't know that? No. No. I, and also, I, well, I, I watch your YouTube videos. Yeah. Just from watching stuff on YouTube, you came up. And then I watched one of them, You Ate Bakers. Hell yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Local. Like, blatantly <laughs> local. I was like, dude, I know where you are. Damn, and then man. that's how I found you, and that's why I hit you up. Like, dude, damn. The way you hit me up blew my fucking mind. Um,. I did like my little like crooked slappy grind on a curb and okay. you DM me and you're like, damn, 
That was sick. <laughs> sick, yeah. And then I looked at your page. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. That's so sick. That's I amazing. was hyped. I was hyped you skated. I didn't even know. Just yeah. The connection's just, that's the first, they just started there and they've never stopped. So nuts. <laughs> yeah, every time I see there's so many little things. I don't know. I don't know what I believe in, but again, if there is like multi- multiple dimensions, I feel like if there's a bunch of Waynes out there, then there has to be, there has to be, uh, an alternate timeline where we did meet when we were in fifth grade. There's got to be. Yeah. Dude, we could. I'm going to write a book about this. Our alternate timeline. <laughs> Our best friendship. <laughs> Dude. My best friend in my alternate timeline. <laughs> we're friends yeah. now, but this is our imaginary friendship. I could be, I mean, I could be banging on the back of that wall and the records are shaking right now and it says, Murph, Murph. <laughs> And then you just see sand go about the ground, and and you and you just and you're like, don't worry about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> dude. Dimension hopping. Yeah, that's a trip. Multiverse, dude. It's hot right now. Talk to me about psychedelics. Psycho, mm. psychedelics. Dude, the psychedelics. Yeah. Dude, psychedelics are nuts. Do you remember there was a, there was a little bike thing in Riverside called the Psychedelics? I did not. That's sick. Yeah, it was like once a month. The student named Robert, I believe, he would. Get these big bike rides together and they would be like oh we're riding from this bar to this del taco and this del taco Sick. to this parking lot this parking lot's gonna end over back there and he owned this uh, place called the rob's vintique and it was a little vintage store and um it'd be like like you know 100 150 200 people is like big thing i remember one time went on one of the like psychedelics rides and me and my friends were, like kind of in the front of the pack and we're going over like a bridge down victoria that it was like some old bridge and there was someone from the press enterprise that was like waiting there to take a photo of like the group going over the bridge and me and my friends were at like the front of the pack so we were like on the cover of the newspaper but it was like our we weren't even associated with them it was kind of fucked up like we totally (laughs) it was our first ride and we're like at the front oh my yeah that's That's a good story though should have rode faster psychedelics dude my bad being too fast you're too speedy legs move too quick the speedy ones are the stars it's a problem (laughs) (laughs) oh all right so psychedelics okay psychedelics those ones uh let's see first trip so like i have always like i grew up around like drug use a lot Mm -hmm. so like i just like never I didn't dive into that early yeah. on in high school. I was, I didn't really drink. I didn't drink until I was like 21 ish. Yeah. Like just like, didn't get into it just cause I saw just the, what it did to my family and stuff. Yeah. You only saw like bad scenarios. So it was definitely spooky stuff mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I like, uh, I, I had always, I don't know when I heard this thing, but there's, I, I learned about how your brain isn't fully developed until, Mm, like 25 um, or something 25 ish for males it's like 23 for girls okay um but uh i always intentionally waited to do psychedelics until around that time um and so i wait i i'd, I'd say i was probably like late 24 when i took mushrooms for the first time but i didn't oh, know shit. i didn't know um really Were you any, scared? anything about them I, I was i was definitely very intimidated like uh, what if I'm never the same? Yeah, yeah, that, that's what and I was in a bad way, or it could be a good way. But I'm rolling the dice. I've always been crazy, like wacky guy. Yeah. So I was like nervous that like I was gonna be real crazy after, and that's because of a lot of you know, just you know, horror just stories of, or just, what just ifs, 
crappy, you know, mm-hmm. U.S. government. Uh, so your first trip. So, so let's see. yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Mushrooms, LSD. It was mushrooms. DMT. I went mushrooms. I okay. ate four grams of mushrooms. Where'd you get them? Um, a skater friend. <laughs> yeah, that I knew yeah. for a while. And at I, the skate park, or where'd you go? Was it like a? No. I'm gonna go to the mountains, or I'm gonna go to the? Yeah, I went to the top of South Mountain in Phoenix. Oh. And I fully intended. That's the mountain that's geographically to the south. Exactly. Oh, you know it. Oh, you know it. Cool. It's, nope. Uh, <laughs> it's by the Australia Mountains, which, you know, where like the Phoenix lights flew over. Oh, okay. Um, but we were, uh, we, we, I was looking over the city, expecting the city to be so cool, like lighting up. It's mm-hmm. the sunset. It's about to be amazing. And then I, I remember just like, I just hung out with this like little green branch the whole time. Like it was way brighter than any sort of like light or anything. That was, that's the defining thing I remember of my first trip. But So little things like that can kind of keep your attention in like a trip? It will, what it kind of, I was just like more into the things that were like alive. Mm. Like I could, you could like, at that trip was like showing me like, whoa, this freaking thing's breathing and like oh, you know, that sure. kind of moment. I don't know. Um, that was, but I didn't do psychedelics for a couple of years after that, hmm. but I, I started learning about, um, neuroscience mm-hmm. a lot and just like understand myself better. And cause I have some like condition, like conditions from childhood. So I just like, just learning about neuroscience, trying to just figure out how the brain works. And then that brought me to, um, the studies that Johns Hopkins was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, which they're they're doing controlled studies to where like at the time it was like investors would be were having them look into different ways to use mushrooms like um, for depression or you know just right. the the basic first things um, that you'd look into, but that shit was like it's the only like rewiring the neural pathways in your brain right it's the literal literally the only thing that you can use to treat um dissociative trauma because like a lot of my trauma is dissociative which is what means like when the traumatic situation happens mm-hmm. like your brain couldn't handle what was happening so like it kind of embeds itself more as like a underlining emotion mm. or feeling and then like my trauma will come out like if i smell something or if i hear a certain noise oh shit i'll like be reliving something and so like there's not really any way that we understand how to treat that like talk therapy isn't like it, it has some benefits, but there's no long term. There's not healing. It's more of a coping. Right. Type of yeah. Thing. Learning how to deal with it. But you're you're coming to terms with it. But that's and, it. It's, and, it's there. Yeah. And so like learning about how psychedelics, you can literally reassociate yourself, like like make new connections in your brain. Mm-hmm. This is not just woo woo, like hippie talk. There's literal data. It's very real. And, and it's like the success rate is ridiculously high. And like the risk of danger is like literally nothing if you are aware of your set and setting. Mm-hmm. Like like mushrooms are, coffee is worse for you than consuming mushrooms. Mushrooms are literally good for you. Than they create new nerve connections, and it's a. Uh, so like people are like scared of it because of the only danger is it's the unknown. Is the is the, yeah, and what you do learn is like stay away. So that's all people know. And we grew up in a world where, like, people, 
like it's like a different kind of alcohol like oh there's weed alcohol oh you're gonna get drunk it's like you know it's a it fits mm. into this framework of just like altering yourself in this like weird party sense right so people don't even like consider the medicinal aspect of it cons- yeah and often i well I, I like to not call them medicines also mm-hmm. this is a big important thing that i like to because I, I think the word medicine implies that um you take it and it fixes you I like to use the word tool because you have to use it because you can use it and re-traumatize yourself, traumatize yourself worse if you don't know how to do it correct. Um, that's why I got obsessed with learning about it and like because it was the only thing that you could reassociate these like traumatic connections with. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that I'm at a time to where it's not legal and you can, I can't go to a therapist and I can't actually like do this proper how long until i mean and that's becoming decriminalized in a lot of places like we're making progress now we're getting there mdma is um is is the first one in the u.s that's going to be you're going to be able to use i mean ketamine is already legal Mm. to use in that aspect because you can like prescribe and use ketamine and like and they use it for like really traumatic injuries and stuff but you there are ketamine centers already because ketamine is like not schedule one yeah i hear like uh comedians oh, and podcasts talk about it like our, i know it's becoming yeah it's becoming like a a thing i mean when i was a kid it was like a party thing and now i don't think about it like that yeah i mean and i don't know i don't know if i misspoke i don't know if it's not schedule one or not but ketamine is you can prescribe it and use it medicinally right, right now but mdma will be next and mushrooms definitely coming up um it's hopefully in the next couple of years it's it's really an interesting thing about like this, this legality of psychedelics is that like it's like a it's a bipartisan issue where like you wouldn't expect so many militant Republicans to be on the side of psychedelic legalization, but the fact that it like helps treat PTSD and is literally like the only thing that we can use to help our veterans is a real like. Mm-hmm. has been like a turning point for a lot of that side of it. So it's like, it's a lot more on the horizon than I think people think. There's a lot more minds to change, a lot more like toxic, like just stories that people have heard or just like, just, there's, people are scared of the unknown, like you're saying. Yeah. So, and it's... I think maybe the issue now, I think it's just how to how to make money on it, how to tax it, how to get people in trouble for it. They're just trying to figure out the legality of how to make it. Mm-hmm. They know I can help, but they don't know how to make money on it yet. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, they, I've been to a lecture. Money and punishment. They're using the lecture I went to was like using the framework of how, of how weed was legalized. Mm-hmm. It, and now in like we're going and how we're going about it with psychedelics. And there was like a lot of like, there was like, no regulations when weed was being legalized and so when we got legalized like everyone started growing it mm. and then there's like an over there was like a mass production like too much weed coming yeah. in and then it was like just created a bunch of weird issues that like i don't know it just made it a lot more it wasn't as like black and white like this is a profitable thing you can do now like it just like got a little like mush potty they're trying to be more of like, because I know like with the MDMA legalization, um, MAPS is a the multiple multiplinary association for psychedelic studies. They're the ones doing all this this mm-hmm. stuff, 
but they're going to have a monopoly on the distribu- the distribution of the MDMA. They're going to be the person in charge of like giving it to oh, doctors. Okay. They have one rock they've been using since the 80s hmm. that they're that they're going to use for like as we move forward, but hmm. it's the first time ever a nonprofit's had a, a, a monopoly on like a prescription drug. That's crazy. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the issue is that people don't know how to like all right, when we from the street side, what I hear from my my friends and stuff like that is that everyone wants to be legal until it is. And the main issue is, oh, we could tax it. But then that was the issue everyone had with it. Mm-hmm. And so then they don't want to buy it legally because they want to pay the tax for it. But then why is it illegal? If it's legal, then why is it illegal for you to get it from your friend? Like, I can I can make a sandwich. And then you could yeah. go buy a sandwich, but you still buy a sandwich for that. So I think we need to figure out, like, if we are legalizing, it still needs to be, even though it's legal, it's still criminal. And that's the issue is like figuring out how to make it legal, but while being legal, still acceptable, you know, because they want to, yeah. they're not making it legal unless they can own all of it. And that's kind of the problem is that may it's not free to own all of it. You know, the criminal aspect is mm-hmm. why we're on this issue to begin with. And it's the issue that we have once it becomes legalized because we're trying to punish something that's legal it's like we can't have this double-sided thing you know yes yeah it needs to be legal or not i something that i've there's just like no there's no people don't know what they are there's no culture around Mm -hmm. um these substances there's like a so then of course of course abuse is going to happen exactly there's like a lot there's a long road ahead of like but if more people if more people knew about it, then they'd be able to make that decision informed for themselves, right? Yeah, and this sounds crazy, but I think educating the youth is like one of the most important things. Like every every indigenous culture that like there's indigenous cultures that don't have addiction, they don't have depression, they don't have that because they're integrated. They like have a respect for the altering of your of your mm-hmm. consciousness, and it's like something they understand. And there's a culture in it; they know what it is. It's not just this like thing you're like i feel like in america there's just like you know you're oh you're 15 now or you're like you're a teenager like that's when you go and like figure it out with your friends it's just it's foreign to our culture and it's not a part of american culture so it's like we have to learn and integrate it in i guess exactly and it's going to take a lot of time yeah. or, you know and i feel like we're getting there and it's just more and more but i feel like it's going to be a little bit i feel like that we're going to need a couple generations of, that makes sense of people like being around while people are talking about this for us to actually have an integrated, like healthy, like relationship with it. Mm-hmm. There's always, there's, we're going to have just like trickle down from the, like from the dare days. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to just have problems like from that for a while. Just this don't, don't say no garbage. Mm-hmm. The cause it's in charge of this damn ep- like opioid epidemic. Yeah. People don't know. They don't know what it is. And then they just like, just try it once or like if I don't know, just education is everything and altering your consciousness is a natural part of human uh, existence. Every single society in like documented history, there's been a uh, there's been a ceremony where they alter their consciousness and like kind of celebrate with each other. And the only other the only one that hasn't done that by ingesting someone is the Inuits where they just fast for a long time until they trip out. But mm-hmm. it's like a natural human thing to want to alter yourself it's kind of i feel like it's like you know cleaning your mind kind of 
like and like everyone just like meditation there like manifests in some way but we don't have that in our culture right now we don't have i think we're missing a lot in our culture and i think that that is like do you think there's there's not necessarily a lack of knowledge but more so if everyone understands that maybe there's a lack of control over society like maybe it's a control thing like not wanting people to be like free and like definitely it's so <laughs> it's hard not to sound like no that's where it goes that's where it goes but it is literally like when you learn about why alcohol is legal why tobacco is legal is like because it like it mutes you that's why there's an understanding of this and like why we don't want to bring you up want to bring you down yeah reagan knew what mushrooms we they like knew what all that stuff was Mm -hmm. they knew they knew it wasn't negative they just but they knew it caused revolutions and stuff like you know there's a lot of information about how Mm. there's certain substances that give people power and certain that don't and i think that's yeah it's very real but you do sound like you'll sound like a little hippy dippy when you talk well let me sound like it because i don't even use drugs so so if (laughs) if i sound like the hippie here then it's better what's your next tattoo you're gonna get that's my next tattoo i don't know man Uh, maybe i'll get some wayne flash i don't have any wayne flash no way i don't know how you're at that point let's get some wayne flash on here dude damn that's how i know you're into tattoos because at first it's like it's like little moments or meaningful things, very specific, been thinking about it for a long time thing. And then eventually it turns into like, I like that thing. Once you have enough things, you're open to just be allowed to have it. It yeah, takes it, a while to get there. It's definitely, yeah, I, I, I can, I can look back and feel myself in those different phases. I'm yeah. definitely getting to the more, it's like, I like connecting with like, we're homies now. Mm-hmm. I want your art, you know, like I have yeah. things you've done, but you've, You've done, like thing. I guess I, we. This one's yeah. You. This is my drawing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I just like appreciating is, the friend. Like it's aw, like a connection. You're too kind. <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like the cool thing about tattooing too is that tattooing is very honest. Like, yeah, you can kind of try to laser shit off, and you can kind of try to like black shit out. But like, you can't like cool guy anyone <laughs> when you have like a good Charlotte tramp stamp. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that would that would be cool again, Silomel. <laughs> that would come back. Yeah, that's cool yeah. right now. I was gonna say like maybe a Godsmack son, but that shit's cool it's again too. Coming back too, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oof, that's real in right Creed now. Creed is real hot right Creed now. Creed is back, dude. Bigger it's pretty than good ever. too. I I I like make fun of it, but I know the words. <laughs> I know it. I can play it. <laughs> can you really? Will I play it on the piano at, during a party? It's catchy. It's a good sing along on the piano. Hit one one last breath. I feel like everyone has the ability to have that octave. (laughs) Dude, it's, it is like everyone can kind of fake that. Yeah. Everyone's got it. Yeah. Everyone's got a little little veteran there. Yeah. I think, I think (laughs) that was a weird era, right? Yeah. Everyone had that. Have you seen the celebrity death match with like, I don't know. (laughs) It was like Eddie Vedder versus like the singer Creed or something. I can't remember. Versus Cher. I forgot. No, that would be, kinda, See, that's the female. Kind of similar. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit of this. Shares the OG. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, she might be the OG. Dude, that's mind blowing. Little dude. Eddie Vedder was looking at dude. that just like. Just like, oh. Just by watching that. And then Scott Stab was like, maybe I can take it higher. Yeah, dude, I can. Yeah. <laughs> it's all from Cher, dude. We figured it out. That's true. I love that. <laughs> first, first CD you ever bought, go. Um, it was Vinny Vitty Vicious. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> the, the Hives. Oh shit! The Hives. Okay. 
Um, and I bought the Vines at the same time and an Andrew WK CD. Damn, that's cool. The I Get Wet one with the bloody yeah, nose. Yeah. I, I did an interview once in the Skateboard Mag where my portrait was just me with the bloody nose. That's cool. I recreated the album cover. Huh. It's a life hammer. My first... Uh, I mean, I had like inherited CDs and stuff, Stone Brothers, just like Corn or Limp Biscuit, probably or something. But I remember the first cassette ever bought. I think I actually have it right here. Let me see. I think I have it. This is the first one you chose to buy. Oh, I don't see how it oh. I have it somewhere. Yeah, I don't have it here. I have it, but I think it's in the living room. But I should have it there. But it's uh, it's the Kiss Destroyer cassette, and I got oh. it at a truck stop. No, dude, my so my first albums I ever received mm-hmm. was ABBA Greatest Hits and Kiss Destroyer. Damn. No, I'm kidding. See Crazy. what I'm saying? Crazy. There's another one. You know, kind of There's scary. another that's one. Weird. It's happening. Dude, that's weird. Dude. Dude, we're the same, dude. We're the same person. I think we so. are actually just like looking into different dimensions. We're the same person, dude. I feel like I'm just looking <laughs> into a mirror myself. Whoa. Just merging. <laughs> I don't know how it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> when you did interviews before, like, were they just like recorded and written down, like for mags and stuff? The magazines would be like phone call interviews, mm. and they would, a lot of times, they like call your friends or something to get stuff. Oh, but I honestly have never. You had that Jankum one. The Jank, that was like the last substantial. That was more like a, not really an interview, more of like a piece. I was just like in Flagstaff foraging for mushrooms, mm. and they just hit me up. They're like, "Hey, can you film yourself doing that?" <laughs> like, That's cool. I was like, "Yeah, I can do a video of what I'm doing." Yeah, uh, but that is that has more videos than or more views than any skating I've ever done. <laughs> and that must be one of those things too, where like people find it new every day. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. And I don't look like that guy anymore. So people, it's not, I'm like free oh. from that video. That has nothing to do with me. <laughs> so you need to do more stuff. You need to have, these are like, you need to archive your life in these different chapters. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know? I'm emerging in a new chapter at the moment. This might be, so. this is one of the first steps. Yeah. Just being, I just, after the, you know, getting sponsored again, I'm just learning how to, uh, learning what I want to share. It's yeah. more, it's, I've been really, share. En- I really enjoy my private life. Share. Share. Like, C H E R. Oh, share. I thought you were going YouTube joke. YouTube joke. We're going share joke. Throwback. <laughs> I didn't forget. Well, frick. There was a share song I loved as a kid. It was, um, fuck, what was it? I heard like on Disney radio. Share's got some hits, dude. What's one? Go. What's one? Life After Love. Damn. All right. That one goes, give it to me, start it, go. Do you believe Leave in love after, after love? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's the it. One. That's, that's the, one. the one. I can feel something inside me saying, I really don't think I'm strong enough. No. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, that the one. Is, and it is kind of like Eddie Vedder, Scott Stappy. Now that we're yeah. looking back, dude, this, we've, we've uncovered something. That's a good song. That is a good song, dude. All right, I got a little giveaway right now. Anyone that's made it this far in the podcast, right now in the comments below, I want you to go ahead and write, Welcome to Unite and Win. I will go through those comments, and we'll see how many there is. It might just be one. There's only one OG sitting in there with me. Maybe there's a few. Who knows? We will see who is who. But 
Welcome to Unite and Win in the comments below, and I'm going to give out a free book. I'm going to give out a free Enter at Your Own Risk book. These are limited supply. Only got a couple dozen left, and they're gone forever. So, again, welcome to Unite and Win in the comments below. Consider following Ryan Reyes on Instagram. Here's how his name is written on Instagram by his board. And, uh, you know... Keep on watching. Don't get bored. This is a fun one. Back in the interview. Or you're talking about ABBA. Gimme, gimme, gimme. A man after midnight. Dude, I, ABBA. Abba's, Did you ever get into the sounds? Also, I, oh yeah, band? I talked about the sounds yesterday. Weird. That I, was my favorite band for a while. I saw them once um, on the beach in Huntington Beach. I was skating. Oh a, shit. A, it was a Converse Coastal Carnage contest. Uh -huh. It was like the U.S. Open skate version. Uh -huh. Like skate thing. We talked about this. And I the, know about this. And okay. Sound, like I was skating yeah. and I just heard the sound start playing. Yeah. We're not like living in, in America. And I like walked over and I was like, can I go in there? And like had like the wristband to skate. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, you can go wherever. Yeah. I was like, what? I'm seeing the sounds right now on accident. That's it's cool. pretty epic, dude. And yeah. And this, the security guards let me crowd surf too because they knew I was in the contest. I saw them play amazing. at a... Uh, the observatory, like maybe not long ago, maybe like seven or eight years ago. It was when they had a new album come out. It was like Crossing the Rubicon, I think was the name of the album. It was probably 10 years ago, okay. but it felt like it was yesterday. But um, yeah, that band is so catchy. I love that like power poppy, synthy, like fun energy. Yeah, it's like, it's very yeah. much like 2005. Oh. Like, let's fun and not serious kind of yeah. vibes i like it did you and they got some ballads too do you do you remember um i don't know if you know this one this is kind of a deep cut this is a this is a myspace era mm. it was two chicks two synthesizers and they were called the capricorns I no don't, i don't know it damn it sounds cool pretty good myspace era that was a thing yeah it was definitely it just it, i had the cd it's called um what kind of what, like I mean, I would call it power pop. Okay. It's just very like just two synthesizers and they're like singing like and it's kind of fast. And it's like, it's not like it, but same era as gravy train. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. that kind of like lo-fi DIY pop yeah, stuff. That's my, oh, that's my shit. I love yeah. it. The first not as like jokey and fun as gravy <laughs> train, like, but, mm -hmm. but just, I'd put it in the same kind of category. Gravy train, a gravy train shirt. Is the first thing I ever bought online. Really? Yeah. That's a band I never got to see. I never got to see Hunks and His Punks or Gravy Train. Me neither. I was not 18 yet when mm -hmm. Gravy Train was around. I My friend lived with someone from Gravy Train. I forgot. Not Hunks, but mm. there's been a, there was a connection somewhere. One, someone that I filmed with knows someone yeah. from Gravy Train. But I remember there was a place. It was like a venue out here in downtown. It was called Kaiser. I never went. But I remember them saying Kaiser. I'm like, the hospital? Man, I'm remembering mm. it wrong. But I remember they played, and I was like, I think a junior in high school, and I remember downtown Riverside feeling like it was very far away. Yeah, no, I remember. You, I remember it felt like, because I mean, on the bus it was like thirty minutes away, so mm -hmm. like I just felt downtown felt like a a different place. Now it feels so close. I, yeah, if there was a show at Glass House, there's no way I was gonna make the trek there. It I was, remember it was one like time a road trip. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one time I took. Um, I don't know what show it was, but there's a couple times where I took the bus to go to Chain Reaction and I had to take like 
I had to take like the 15 to get to the gallery at Tyler and then a bus that went like an OCTA, like more expensive bus get to Orange County. Yeah. And then a third one to get, it was a trip. It was tricky. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, it was an all day road trip without an iPhone also. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, when me and Yessie first quest. started dating, yeah, I would print out map quests <laughs> at the public library. Yeah. 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 Dude. I did that. I did that. Like when everyone had iPhones, I didn't get an iPhone until the iPhone uh, 5C. Oh, I was 4S guy. Oh, shit. That's when I got on Creature, my first paycheck. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I had homies like that. My best friend, Ray, he had, like, the sidekick in school. He had the iPhone. Oh, yeah. He had the job. That's what he had. He worked for yeah. State of Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had the fucking, I had, like, a prepaid Boost mobile phone with, like, Snake on it. Yeah, dude, I love my Nokia, dude. I, I could play songs on my keyboard. Damn, that's I could sick. play... I had the Exorcist theme. I had "Lover I Don't Have to Love," the Brad mm. song. I could play that on my thing. That's sick. That was a that was one of my my big uh, my big my big little uh, party tricks in high school. I bought I bought a Sidekick. It was like one of the last Sidekicks they made from two thousand. It's fun to flip. And and I was ready to use it last mm. year, <laughs> and like right after I bought it on eBay, mint condition still in the box, no big deal, whatever. Ooh. They announced that uh, they were no longer going to, like, allow it to be used on the server. Like, Blackberries and Sidekicks what? no longer. Why? Couldn't even get minutes for it. Couldn't put a SIM card in it. That sucks, dude. Yeah. They they want you to have the smartphones. I tried to go get a flip phone, and it was, like, $10 less than having yeah. an iPhone. And it was like, if I'm going to have a flip phone, I wanted to do it because it was going to be cheap. Yeah, so then I also found a flip phone because, dude... Another fucking thing right there. But yeah, I, I in 2000 and I don't know, maybe 16 or 15, I intentionally got rid of my smartphone. Mm -hmm. And then, but then I had to replace it with everything. So I had like a nice camera and I had an iPad and I had a flip phone. And then it was like, I can take better photos of this and I could, you know, I was like, well, you know, you could have all of it mediocre in one phone. I'm like, yeah, but it's mediocre and I don't want to be on my phone. And I traveled. I did like a convention. I did like a Tampa convention with no smartphone. I did a guest spot in Philly with no smartphone. And uh, it was a little like time period for me. Um, and I kind of want to go back to that a couple years ago. So I dug up an old, the flip phone I had from then. Okay. And my compromise and my idea, what I was going to do is I was going to keep my iPhone at work. And then I was going to bring my, my flip phone home and my homies and real ones would have my flip phone number and everyone else would have my iPhone number. And so I could Instagram all the, all I want. I could, you know, do all that during work if I have time, mm -hmm. but when I'm at home, I'm present. And then if I'm going on a road trip or something like that, then yeah, I'll take my iPhone if I need some directions. So it won't be too extreme this or that, but I wanted to like create that barrier. So that way when I do get, itching to grab the phone there's nothing to really look at yeah, yeah so then i have to be present in the conversation and i have to be productive you know i definitely that's not a bad idea i i did this thing where i like turn the color off mm. on my phone and then like way have, less engaging huh? have, it like seriously like changed my relationship with my huh. phone it was just not as stimulating and that is a nice little thing yeah i just need like all or nothing like i can't i don't yeah. know like how to like how to I don't know if I have time to waste, I'll waste it. For sure, and that's yeah, the yeah. most engaging thing in my hand. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a problem with it still. I just have my phone set up to where like once it's at an hour, it closes out uh -huh. and then I have to click if I want 
to continue and I click for one minute or ignore for 15 <laughs> minutes or ignore all day. Yeah. And lately I've been bad and I've been doing the ignore for 15 minutes a couple of times a day. So my screen time's like a, my Instagram screen time's like an hour 30 instead of an hour like it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, yeah, you can kind of like use as a form of communication and cheat that too. You could be just DMing your friend and be like, damn, an hour's already up. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, then you should have their fucking phone number. You know, like yeah, maybe yeah. look at those little short videos a little less. You got to parent yourself. Yeah, we, that's that's tricky to learn how to do. It's very hard. <laughs> it's better when you don't have the option because then that's not an option. Yeah, I, I love when I lose my phone. I like not get one for a month or something. It's, it's nice. I find it always has like an immediate consequence. Like I'm like, all right, I'm not going to look at my phone or I'm going to leave in the car and that's like the one time when someone really needed to reach me yeah yeah and that's the one fear why you keep one on you exactly yeah <laughs> yeah if i if i'm not aware of it then i'll lose it i have to constantly like the wallet key cell phone wallet key cell phone i yeah i'm yeah same i, f- I feel like i lose them in other pockets multiple times throughout the day you I saw gotta, me lose my iphone three times in this one podcast yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i've got mine i've somehow haven't yeah. i did lose it actually once in a pocket yeah, I don't have, I don't have capacity for the in between. I'm an I, extreme. I'm extreme man. That's <laughs> <laughs> one thing I know about you. You don't want to see me on the soaps, dude. I dude. <laughs> I'd be fucking sliding. It's too gnarly. Yeah, you catch me in the mall. <laughs> oh, all the spots you want to get that you can't get, but I can because I got soaps and you don't. Dude, soaping up Tyler Mall. I never had soaps before. I never had them either. I feel like. My brother had them, but like it was kind of a little bit before. Like, I mean, I was young, but I was too young for some soaps. It was like, I was in like seventh grade. Mm. That when I remember. I remember, I, I remember in seventh grade, people had Heelys, and Heelys had bought out, like, they licensed it to where soaps that's, on Yeah, Heelys. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a thing. I would just put water on the rail and just use my regular shoes. Sick. That was my. I kind of did that like a couple weeks ago. I was in Kansas City, and I we were walking down these train tracks, and it was like icy, and I ran like slid on it. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I could kind of like do some damage here. <laughs> it's dangerous. But I stopped because of the danger. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I could have, I could have tiptoed towards it, but I got a little spooked out. <laughs> I respect it. You yeah, gotta, you know, you got to parent yourself. That's what for real. <laughs> well, I need to learn how to do that with the iPhone. You know. It's hard. It's connecting you to everything. <laughs> you gotta be easy on yourself. I know. I know. It's hard because like there is a direct like um like benefit. Like it's not That's what I'm saying, it's not yeah. a net loss. It's like a net win. Yeah. Like I do like the more I'm on my phone, the busier I get at work. Like it sucks that the two are tied together so closely. I know what you mean. That's why I I, I would honestly not have social media if I didn't have to like yeah. use it just to be relevant yeah like instagram is it doesn't like give me anything and if you're like let's say you're like okay i'm gonna be off the grid i'm just gonna film for my one video part a year then man how do you (sighs) if you care that much and you're filming that much how do you like not share it like that 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 working towards that thing like instagram is like an instant gratification thing that could help push you to keep doing that thing exactly yeah you know it's, it's not how it used to be i feel like i uh we grew up at a time where you like you know you make the product and then you present it but mm-hmm. like it, now even more so it's just getting more and more everyone loves to be involved or like what you're doing like a lot like when a someone's writing a new song 
there's no way in hell back in the day like they would stream them writing the song. Oh, you know right. what I mean? Like now everyone wants to be a part of the process. Mm. They don't just want to see, oh, this is the finished process or finished project. It's perfect. This is pristine. Yeah. People like want to like I don't know, just be They want to know what you ate for breakfast. They want to know everything, dude. And it, it's weird. Yeah, it's true. I appreciate it. I get that. <laughs> I get that. But I think there's also like of course you long for more, but there's also value in knowing less. Like there's a magic in like, not like, like in the past in history, you have to have a little bit of imagination. And I think that's what makes history so exciting. Whereas in like how everything's archived and, and having like a direct, like I miss pre internet facts. I miss being able to like yeah. tell a lie your grandpa told you and just get away with it. Dude. And then now you get crushed and you find out that it was just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I just, uh, used to be able to be like, yo, did you know that the freaking, right. The, yeah. Used street, to be able to... At the end of this street, there's like a jello fucking yeah. like, castle. I don't know, you just make up anything. The bullshitters are <laughs> bummed now because they're popular and now fucking they don't got nothing to say. They were the cool kids back in the day. Yeah. Do you have, do you have any pre like, I mean, none of this shit's pre-internet fact, but pre-internet as we know it now. Do you do you remember any pre-internet facts? Anything that like that ran on? Any rumor it went on a little too long that was like obviously not real now? Dude, that's a hard one to. Marilyn to, Manson's to ribs, up. dude. Marilyn Man, I definitely heard about that one. It's a big I heard one. I heard Muska died. Really? Back in the day. Oh shit. Uh, and then I heard I heard he died, and then there was this big thing about how he's faking his death. And the new Shorty's video is going to be called Life After Death. I never heard that one. This is a big rumor I heard once. Uh, that'd be like a, I feel like that'd be a, more likely to be a Heath Kirchard thing. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it definitely didn't happen. Yeah. That was one. There's a lot of them back then, dude. I know. It was a different time, dude. You know, when I heard recently, and I've, I've now told this on, this is I think the third podcast I've mentioned this exact thing on. So. Whatever you like it, you're here still. Um, I heard that Lucille Ball had a house on Victoria in Riverside. Dude, I don't know. I never heard that. It wasn't far off. She lived in Corona. I could see that. She lived. Did off, she? I didn't yeah, know that. she had a house like off of like I think Lincoln and Rincon, where the warehouses are now. <laughs> cool. She had like a like a a Spanish casita. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. That, okay. Dang, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Here's another big one. I've told these already. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin had a home in Citrus State Park on Van Buren and Riverside. What the heck? Crazy. This is a little hot spot back in the day. Yeah, I mean, like think about it. Like you know, we're an hour from Rivers from Los Angeles. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. And think about when there was cars on the road. Probably only thirty minutes to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it's not Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like exotic. It's like orange fields, property. Yeah. Get yeah. away from L.A. Kind of a big deal. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Hmm. I heard that someone said, I think JT said it, that like Riverside is like the place that's like an hour from everything. But I always thought that was the best part about Riverside. Like, man, it's like an hour from anything. You can go anywhere. It's like, it's definitely like glass half full, glass half empty. It was, that is a good point about like this zone. I feel like it going to school here made a lot of neat field trips possible. Yeah, that's true. Like I would go to San Diego or yeah. Orange County or L.A. Right. Like you could go somewhere. I feel like I liked it more as an adult because like things get closer 
when you like have a little more independence as an adult, when you're young, like I said, things seem so much further. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I haven't spent much time out here as an adult. Yeah. Just, uh, just Orange County? No. Well, I, well, everywhere. Yeah, I get well, it. So, <laughs> well, I've lived in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved out there like 2008, 2009 is when mm-hmm. I like hitchhiked out there and then I like couch surfed and found places for a while. And then, uh, I stayed there until like 2016 and that's yeah, when that I, was a minute. And that's when I built my tiny house and then moved into the tiny house on the trailer. Mm-hmm. I lived in that for a full time in the forest for, for like four and a half years, four mm. years, four ish years. Yeah. But until like 2020, it was like on and off. Uh, but how did I get on that? T- I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. We're talking about <laughs> Riverside. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I built the tiny house in Riverside because my mom lives uh, by Hunt. Oh shit! And she runs the Dollar Tree by Hunt. No way. Uh, but local legend. Lo- yeah, she, I, I I hear that she talks to. She, <laughs> she'll tell people uh, that <laughs> like I, I think I saw your mom at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> That's sick. But uh, <laughs> the Dalai Lama of the Dollar Tree. But I spent like three months out here building that, <laughs> building that, <laughs> the Dalai Lama of the Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Dollar Tree done. The, the Dolly Tree. The Dolly Tree, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's definitely. I used a lot to more live fun. over by there. I used to live on Monroe in California. It's nice to be able to drive around to your friends' houses, not just be stuck in Corona. But yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more calm here. I'm not really much of a. I live in Orange County right now, but it's just so. It's a lot for me. I don't like Orange County. Kind of feels the same though. It feels fast paced for me. Yeah, I can. I feel like it's just a little slower here. I like that. Mm, it's something that, that I've always liked a little bit more. It might just be like everywhere in, is a little closer in Orange County. So you just, mm-hmm. it's a lot more like swirling of cars, like the swoosh of the freeway. Definitely a little more traffic, but like it's laid out kind of same. Like the houses and neighborhoods are kind of built similar. Similar, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The swooshing of the freaking, the cars is like really affects my life. Really? I, I, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm just really sensitive to sounds. Oh. Um, like I can't sleep if a TV's on. Like I just really like I'm really yeah. I'll sa- focus in on something that I don't want to focus on. But it's the 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 hiss of the freeway, the hiss of a street, like really, really makes me uncomfortable. What about skateboards? Those are cool, dude. Isn't that funny? <laughs> like there's annoying sounds that we like because they're familiar to us. Like I feel that way about. I don't really understand the super loud cars, but I like a super loud tattoo machine. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. it's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like the way your homie's fart smells, but you don't mind your own. Depends on the homie. Oh, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I hate to end the podcast on that. that was good. We, <laughs> we do got to end on the fart. <laughs> oh, dude, I wish I had a toot. Man. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love you, Wayne. I love you, too. I'm uh, yeah, honored to be in the chair in the Wayne Tech Zone. It's a good chair, right? It's a solid, solid chair. It's a new, it's a new old chair. Yeah, this guy does. This guy have a name yet? No, but I should have said it. You should turn his head. Not turn his head right now a little bit. I won't say anything. I ain't say shit. All right, then now back to you. Don't touch it. How did it get over there? What the turn heck? Turn it again. Turn it again. All right, and then back to you. What in the hell's even that, dude? Saw that? This guy. He's a little subtle, but Personality. I think he's alive. Yeah, I want <laughs> I want to try to I need to communicate that better. I want to I want to like have his head slowly rotate through a podcast or something. That means yeah, that'd be amazing. So you skip head, you're like whoa, whoa, what? 
<laughs> I wonder I wonder if I'll lose views having that guy so close. How's it? Well the people the people that made it here love it. I like this guy. I noticed it in when I watched the, the pod. Yeah? Yeah. I noticed one of the I think one of the first times I was like testing it out, I had a different lens on that camera. I had like a there's like a Tamron lens and it's like a fixed length, but I had a Sony G Master lens and it was a very like it would very like it focus and I was sitting there and and my face was out of focus, but that face was in focus the whole time. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It's a good face. Yeah, I love that thing. I bought that off offer up in Burbank um in twenty eighteen. Yeah. It's pretty sick, dude. Little cabinet yeah. guy. Yeah, that's dope. What does he have inside his soul? Why don't you check? Open her up. Oh, he's got he's got stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. 